Three is the magic number. The Mariners are well on their way to clinching their first playoff berth in 20 years this weekend. And if you're looking to be there in person, we'll tell you which day could be the day. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description below. On the show today, will the Mariners be able to clinch on their own terms or will the Orioles do it for them? We'll be talking about that. Plus, Jerry DePoto made a comment about Luis Castillo's extension today that should excite Mariners fans. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. But Colby, yesterday we talked about how emotions are going to be up and down, up and down, up and down for the next you know couple weeks. So maybe, you know, disregard any takes that come from emotion. So I am here today to officially pivot and say the Mariners are going to win the World Series now that they have uh, won a game again. So that's just uh, what I'm doing. I'm uh, sticking to that. And uh, y'all can deal with it, basically. Mariners winning it all. They're going 12-0 and in the postseason. Deal with it. Yes. Uh, let the record show that Colby is the one who stayed level-headed throughout mm. this entire orde- ordeal and, and didn't, you know, I don't know, uh, exhibit some of the signs that you guys have often attributed to me as being a worry ward and, and not even liking this baseball team. It was actually mm. I who stayed calm in rough waters and Ty who tried to abandon ship mm. before rebarnacling himself to the SS Mariner. Also, it would be 13-0, right? you got to win 13 games in the postseason, right? Yeah, you got to win up two, as a wild card. two, three, four, four. Four, four, yep. yep. Yeah, so 13. Yep, 13. Uh, so yeah, so all jokes aside though, the Mariners are back in the win column. They're 84 and 70. The Orioles lost last night. So the magic number is down to three. And so the opportunity to clinch, uh, is right around the corner here. It could be literally any day starting tomorrow. Uh, right now, as we're recording this, the Orioles and the Red Sox are playing their last game of their series and it's three to three. Uh, it was three to two Boston, uh, but the uh, Orioles just tied it up on a solo home run by Kyle Stowers. So we'll see how that goes. But the magic number could come down to two. Uh, but the Mariners, it's starting to kind of look like the, the, the Orioles will be the one that ends up clinching for the Mariners instead of the Mariners themselves. Uh, because, you know, the Orioles being on the East Coast and they're going to be playing all these games on the East Coast and the, the Mariners are going to be staying at home. Uh, the time difference just doesn't really work out for the Mariners here. So if the Orioles go, you know, they lose their next two games, the Mariners win tonight, the Orioles will essentially clinch for the Mariners if they lose to the Yankees tomorrow night. So that is, uh, I mean, not super ideal, but again, we will take it. We will take this any way that we can get it, of course. So not going to complain too much about that. But you know us, we we are... Uh, proponents of the uh, Mariners being able to clinch themselves and celebrate on the field and celebrate with the fans there in the stands instead of everyone already knowing. Um, I think that just would be a a great moment. But uh, so, you know, for those that are trying to get to the ballpark now and trying to see this team and and trying to see this team clinch its first playoff berth in, you know, over 20 years now, 
Uh, it's kind of hard to to figure out, you know, what day to actually go. And Colby, you're even doing that yourself right now. You're trying to figure out what day to go. So from your perspective and just kind of what your strategy is, what should our listeners be looking for right now in terms of, especially for those that might only have one shot to go, what right. day do you think is maybe the safest to aim for here? Because I mean, to me, it's, there's no day that's safe. It's really, it could happen at any time. And we don't know how, you know, if the Orioles are going to be able to beat the Red Sox today, we don't know if the Orioles are going to be able to beat the uh, Yankees tomorrow. So it's really hard to predict, but what is kind of uh, your, uh, what are you kind of looking I, at right now? I think the most likely scenario and the most likely day that includes the Mariners clinching on the field scenario is actually tomorrow. Uh, just because, you know, again, hypothetically, right. Let's say Baltimore wins today and you win today, then it's two. Then tomorrow, you know, that if Baltimore loses to the Yankees, you have that number one, that one, right. That magic numbers down to one. Uh, and if you win, you're in. So I think that's the most likely spot that they would that they could perform that because the issue is if you don't get it on friday and the magic number is still one the yankees and the orioles play at 10 a.m the following saturday mm. you're gonna know now the orioles could beat the yankees and then it's still in your in your court ball still in your court but it just feels kind of like are the orioles going to beat the yankees twice in a row no probably not but it's possible so again there's about a thousand different things. There's a scenario where, you know, Seattle doesn't clinch until Monday. I mean, it's not likely at this stage, but it's, mm. it's out there. So I think for me, like the dream scenario, right? The Mariners get the 27th out and that's how they clinch. I think that is most likely to happen if it, if it's going to happen that way on Friday. Mm. Uh, I think what ultimately is most likely to happen is I think Baltimore clinches for Seattle by losing to the Yankees at some point this weekend. There's just nothing you can do about that because they're playing back-to-back, you know, 10 a.m. games uh, in New York, and, and you're playing three hours later on Sunday and, and you know, eight hours later on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's not lining up to get that magical moment like we want. But if it was going to line up in that way, I actually think it's most likely to be Friday night. So okay. if that's what you're hoping for, right, you want the Mariners to win tonight. Uh, you want Baltimore to win one, uh, one of these next two, either today, right now, or tomorrow before the Mariners take the field. That's what you're looking for. Mariners win two in a row. Baltimore wins one of these next two. That's what you're looking for to, to have a shot. It's really your only shot to clinch yeah. by yourself, unless Baltimore beats the Yankees and you can do it. Saturday night, but I think Friday night is probably like if I had to lay money on which way is most likely for the Mariners to clinch on the field, which day that's most likely to happen, that would be Friday. If you're asking me which day do I think is most likely they clinch just in general, I'd probably say Saturday. So Mm. it's, it's not lining up great for that. It's, it's a bummer, but again, there's nothing you can do about it, but I would say Friday is, is tomorrow is, is probably your best shot. Yeah. So the Orioles losing this afternoon or the Mariners losing tonight uh, could significantly change things um, in one way or the other. So, you know, again, if one if if the Orioles win or the Mariners lose tonight, if at least one of those things happens, that lines up better for the Mariners to clinch on the field, because then if the magic number stays at two 
exiting today, then Orioles lose tomorrow to the Yankees you're, around yeah, yeah about probably an hour, probably an hour before the final pitch in the Mariners game. Uh, mm-hmm. So you would probably know at that point. Uh, unfortunately, right. because the Orioles are not playing in the afternoon, like if you're trying to buy tickets quick, <laughs> you know, like just on a, on a whim, uh, that's right. that's not gonna happen for you. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of just uh, one of those things where you you just gotta pick the game and, and, and hope yeah yeah it's pretty like, much like these people that are that have been trying to go to the Aaron Judge games right now right and, you know trying to get the home run it's just you you gotta be lucky you just gotta hope that you pick the right day gotta be luckier than Frank Lasagna um, Frankie Lasagna by the way if the Mariners beat the Blue Jays in the postseason well if they face the Blue Jays in the postseason and beat the Blue Jays in the postseason I'm taking my wife to Frankie Lasagna's restaurant there you go <laughs> wear your Mariners cap with pride yeah exactly um, yeah, by the way, I I kind of feel like Seattle's going to end up with the 5, which is like worst case scenario, but mm. like you you take it, right? Like you're yeah. like you're not spitting on the number 5, but like I don't know. I just feel like Tampa's fading pretty fast and Seattle I don't know. Part of me has to believe that Seattle's going to play better here in the next few days. Uh but they played they played pretty well last night, all things considered, which I'm sure we're about to talk about. But uh mm. yeah, I just my strategies right now is is I'm going to be I'm going to head over for the entire weekend and and hope that, you know, the right opportunity comes for me to to buy a ticket to a game where they clinch on the field as opposed to you know, probably watching MLB TV on my phone as I'm, you know, eating Dick's Drive-In or something like that. So that that's my hope. But, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. And obviously you're just happy to get in any way you can. But I really, really want to be at the stadium when and, <laughs> yeah. you know, they get the 27th out. And like that, that's one of those moments you talk about forever. And so I hope I get that opportunity. But Baltimore's not cooperating right now. So we'll yeah. see how it works out. They are not playing particularly great baseball at the moment, which I mean, good for the Mariners. But I mean, you took that screenshot, right? And it was what, like all five wild card, all four wild card teams are four and six in their last game. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a race to mid, and yeah, nobody no, seems yeah. to want it. So. Yeah, no one, no one wants it. Everyone's having a mid off right now, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's really weird, man, because like you see some of the struggles that the Mariners are having and it's like, OK, well, that's just a Mariners thing. Well, not necessarily, because like you look at bullpens right now in baseball, bullpens are awful. It's like a, it's it's like it's like there's something contagious going around here with with, with major league bullpens right now. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> hopefully the quality of play, just uh, generally speaking around the league, ramps back up here uh, specifically for the Mariners. It would be nice to yeah. see them. Uh, you know, rattle off a few wins here and, and you know, go into the postseason on a heater. And uh, last night, like you said, was, uh, I would say, a pretty decent start to that. They were still, you know, it wasn't great, but they were able to limit the Rangers to just one run. They win three to one. Uh, they were able to get some timely hitting at times and other times not as much. But, yeah. Bullpen looked good. Yeah. I mean, you can give them a pass because it's Martin Perez and mm. – yeah, you know, scoring three runs off of Martin Perez in seven innings, not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll get into that in uh, just a moment. We're also going to be talking about Gino Suarez. We're going to be talking about Luis Castillo's extension some more, and some comments that Jerry Depoto had about that, and all that uh, coming up here. But real quick, folks, it's time 
for our favorite segment, it's time to talk about Bluetooth. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That is where Bluetooth comes in. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple as well. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And Bluetooth's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. And with Bluetooth, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because, and say it with me, folks, when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, and again, say it with me, folks, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast what an incredible sponsor blue chew is and thank you so much for tuning in to the locked on mariners podcast and thank you for making us your first listen so jerry depoto hopped on brock and sulk today and uh had a few things that i want to talk about but the first one gino suarez is apparently playing third base tonight thoughts colby surprising <laughs> yeah right. that, that that's uh one way to put it to say the least <laughs> yeah the, the way they made it sound it sounded like there was just like no shot he was going to play third at least in the regular season um and then when you see like they're playing ty france there at third like yeah it's like they're prepping for yeah gino to not be able to maybe tonight is like the test which mm. Doesn't seem like a good idea for me, but whatever. You know, I have I mean, to trust their doctors. I mean, could you test that out, like you know, just during yeah practice, like playing catch? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gino, does it hurt? Go stand over at third base. Throw. Does it hurt? Okay, then no, we're done. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a, it's surprising. I mean, there's no way around it. It's it's certainly a uh, you know just the way that it made it sound was like we're not going to see him at third base this year, like period. And if he can't, like even if he's only able to play it for you know, six or seven innings or whatever, or, you know, only once or twice a week, like that's still incredibly helpful uh, for the Mariners because he is your best third baseman. And, and again, it, it kind of lets you play matchup and you can kind of pick and choose when you need Suarez to DH and when you need him to play third. I, I do wonder if maybe we might see Gino get a start at first base somewhere mm. in the next, just because, you know, maybe he can't make that throw consistently, but you know, first basemen don't have to make a lot of throws. And he and, got a first base glove on him at, in Oakland, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think he probably could do that. And so it's not ideal, but maybe you, you know, maybe there's a situation where you need Gino, you know, off the bench and, and you don't want to lose the DH. So you say, hey, Gino, can you play first base? And yeah, I can play first base. Or maybe it's, you know, hey, my finger's a little, eh, you know, it's not great right now, but, you know, we want to get Carlos Santana in the lineup or whatever, right? Jesse Wink, whoever it is. And, but the only way we can do that is if you're in the field. So can you play first base? I, I think we might see that. 
Uh, I wouldn't say it's likely, but I think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, but we'll see how tonight looks, right? I think first ground mm-hmm. ball hit to Gino, everyone's going to hold their breath. And, and you know, if the first ball sails on him a little bit, like, whew. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's going to be panic at the disco. So it's just one of those things where you try your best to not have a panic attack every time something happens. But Gino is, is that important to the team? You know, he's, he's your right-handed power source. He had a great game yesterday. Didn't look too hesitant on those swings now, did he, Ty? So, no, he did not. He did not. He did ooh. not. Boy, Ty, you just took so many L's yesterday. All right. Maybe, maybe, though. Hold on. Maybe, hear me out here. Maybe you're Lie Lane Gonzalez. Maybe I, maybe I was just what they needed to get going. You know, they talked about, you know, let's just do a show and go game, you know, show up late to the ballpark. We're not doing BP. We're not doing any sort of run throughs or anything like that. Just show up and let's play and all that stuff. Yeah. I think it was actually me who contributed to the win last night. I think it's what I said last night. It fired up the players and, of course, was everything that they needed to get going here. It was all me. Me, 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 me. Okay, well, I still say that Marco Gonzalez should get some at-bats over Mitch Hanniger. So, um, uh, by the way, I was so, like, Mitch had that that sacrifice fly, the, the line drive mm-hmm. yet, and I was yeah. like, that is a great sign. Straight back up the middle, hard hit, hundred, and then he went and he, he struck out like he did. And I was like, well, there goes that optimism right out the window. <laughs> like, like, I'm so desperate for Mitch Hanniger to be good again that it's like, hey, that's that's a line drive straight up the box, RBI, that's perfect. And then I watched the rest of his at-bats and, um, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, just, just Andres no. Munoz had a great inning last night, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. God, <laughs> that slider was, I mean, that was 80 grade threw, slider right there. He yeah. threw six in a row and he got six whiffs. <laughs> like Simeon couldn't do anything with it. It was like, like you, you almost felt bad for him, but also screw him. So like, yeah, he wanted cares? the seven you, you years turned, to not play in yeah. Seattle. So yeah, you chose not to play in Seattle. That's your fault. I don't care. You could like, be playing for the postseason right now, Marcus. I'm just saying you could, you could. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> uh, the the you know like oh my god like what do you even do with that but also you know screw you marcus like, that's what you get you pay for media you get paid to play for media media uh, mediocrity and, and that's what you get you get to face greatness mm-hmm. and yeah those are they were all like 92 to 93 miles an hour too <laughs> like there's just nothing and then you you have to you have to keep in the back of your mind like is he gonna pop 102 on me like <laughs> Like is he is he about is he about to throw me five sliders in a row and then pop one oh two at the top of the zone? Nope. Don't need to. So I was I was watching the game last night uh with uh with Maddie after we recorded Seattle Overload. Maddie F. Brown, my uh co host on Seattle Lo- Overload. Uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, check it out. Uh we uh, but he uh he loves Andres Munoz. He's like a, a massive Andres Munoz fan. He can't name most of the people on the team, to be fair, but he can he can he he knows Andres Munoz and he told me if he would buy any Mariners jersey, it would be an Andres Munoz jersey. He loves wow. Andres Munoz. What yeah. number is Andres Munoz even? Seventy five. Okay. Which I feel you like that's know. something that prob that I feel like that's something that probably changes going into next year. I feel like seventy five is just kind of a placeholder number, but we'll see. We'll see. It's uh it's not a great baseball number, if we're being honest. Andres, maybe maybe switch it up. Maybe 
go go down about 50 digits or so <laughs> uh so yeah so gino playing at third is um surprising like you said to say the least uh i didn't expect that whatsoever as well i i thought for sure like he's DHing, and you know the reason that they have ty france playing so much third is because they're trying to get him ready so i don't know i guess you know this is uh you know team doctors um uh, basically you know said like he's good to go he can at least try it you know see what happens so uh just hopefully he doesn't re-aggravate it uh you know in the field tonight and we'll see how that goes uh and if it's you know if it's not great then look i think that they have at least a plan in place to survive without him having to play third um it's not particularly great because ty france is not a plan is ty france (laughs) yeah the plan is not yeah the plan is not fantastic uh but they 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 do have a plan they do have a plan (laughs) yeah so We'll see how that goes. All right, so uh, let's talk about the other thing that Jerry uh, talked about on the uh, on the radio today. He was talking about the Luis Castillo extension and how that kind of uh, came to be, and uh, he um, he basically uh, I'm going to paraphrase here. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he uh, just to paraphrase, he basically said, you know, we we were talking to or we reached out to Castillo's agent about a potential extension right before we were about to finalize the Julio deal and uh, the agent you know got back to them and said like I'll talk to Luis and then about 48 hours later after the Julio deal got done and was reported uh, Castillo's uh, agent got back to Jerry and was like Luis is pumped up he wants to get this done right now let's do it he wants to be here uh, he know he sees that this team wants to win, and uh, he's just excited about it and just wants to to get this done and and be here for the prime of his career, basically. So you and I talked about this on our Patreon show yesterday, and how these extensions and how the Julio extension uh, may change how the rest of the league and how free agents potentially and just other players view Seattle as a destination. And you know we talked about how. You know, rare this is for a guy that had only been here for about seven weeks to decide, you know what? And, you know, and again, not have any connection to the city, to the organization, really, and go, you know what? This is, again, where I want to spend the rest of my prime as a Major League Baseball pitcher. So that's huge, right? Like, what is this, you know, now kind of going off of what Jerry has said today? What does this say to you about just this team as as a destination for other players that that might want to come here as free agents this winter and beyond? Yeah. Um, first of all, I like to say yesterday's Patreon episode is free, available on our Patreon, mm. Patreon.com forward slash control slash forward slash control forward slash control the zone. Uh, yeah, go check it out. It's a free episode. We don't do those that that often, but uh, I think you guys will enjoy it because we did talk a lot of free agency and a lot of offseason stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, we we did mention that Julio is a uh, uh, an attraction, for lack of a better word. Uh, he is a human being, but he is also an attraction, uh, not just to fans, but to and not other just players. to me. Yes, not just to me, or or the other ladies of Seattle, but. Um, it is, <laughs> okay. um, they shared a moment. They shared a moment. Okay. Um, we, we made it, eye contact guys. It was in Toronto. He looked at me. He smiled at me. We, tight, we had a connection there, it. folks. Like, yeah. We had a connection there, folks. We have something special, Julio and I, something that yeah. cannot be explained on this show. 
Well, you have 18 years to make that work. So there you go. Uh, but no, we, we did talk about the impact of Julio. And when, you know, we talked about the Luis Castillo extension on this show earlier this week, uh, we mentioned that, you know, this is possibly, we might've just seen the first like quantifiable impact of the Julio extension mm. based on when Castillo actually signed this. Cause we assumed that it was going to be in the winter or maybe even leak into next year, but he did it really early compared to what we thought in season, which is highly unusual um and we we had guessed that you know maybe this is the first quantifiable impact of the julio rodriguez extension and then you read this today and it sure seems like that was the case like the mariners are are serious and when you kind of look at like the the whiteboard of reasons not to play for the seattle mariners a lot of them don't exist anymore Mm. you have a beautiful ballpark you have a young superstar to build around in julio you have three or four legitimate all-stars who are just starting their major league career. You know, Kirby, who, uh, Kirby, Cal, Gilbert. Uh, you have really good role players like Ty France and A. Eugenio Suarez. Uh, you have this elite bullpen. And now you kind of start knocking off all those reasons. Well, they don't win. They're winning. Well, they haven't been to the playoffs in forever. They're going to the playoffs this year. Well, are they willing to spend money? They've committed like $750 million to three players in the last year. Like, well, you know, can they win the World Series with you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we can. And so really the only thing left on like the whiteboard of doubt is the travel. And I know travel is a big thing for a lot of people, uh, like people like Ty and I. But for major leaguers, when winning and money is there, travels way down the list so yes there are going to be people who just don't want to play in seattle still that's going to happen there's nothing you can do about that Mm -hmm. but the other reasons like well will seattle spend money yes can seattle win the world series yep are they going to be a consistent playoff contender yep do they have players to put around me so i'm not trying to do everything by myself yep yeah are they locked in long term yep they are so every reason for doubt kind of gets wiped away I should, every reason that the Mariners can control yeah, started to get wiped away with the Julio extension. I mean, it happened before then, but to other players like outside of the organization and those who aren't paying attention to the Mariners, the Julio extension was like putting our foot down. We're in like mm. we're, we're coming for it. And if you don't want to play here, then you're the one that's missing out. Yeah. You want to play for us. We don't want to, we don't need you. You need us. Like the, the tides have shifted. Yeah. Uh, amongst and we, the players. And you and I talked about this yesterday, how, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be in the Aaron Judge sweepstakes, but it maybe opens the possibility where he actually would be open to coming to Seattle. Right. Where players of that caliber might actually consider you. Yeah, maybe if you're willing to come to the table. Now, I don't think the Mariners are even going to seriously like go after Aaron Judge or someone like that. But, you know, we were talking about Freddie Freeman as well. You know, with you know, last year, like last year, a lot of people, you know, a lot of Mariners fans wanted the Mariners to go after Freddie Freeman. They, of course, didn't because that wasn't possible. But now that you know, you have a, a playoff berth under your belt, that now that you're not necessarily the cellar dweller of the of Major League Baseball and you're not just a laughing stock of Major League Baseball and you're actually showing, you know, with results that you are serious about this, that maybe, you know, if someone like a Freddie Freeman was on the market this year, that that would actually be like a 1%, 2% possibility, you know? So 
that just really what this does is open doors for all of these certain possibilities. And again, like you said, there are other things that the, the Mariners cannot change that are not within the Mariners control that is going to turn people off, you know, that is going to turn players off from the city of Seattle, from just the location in general, because, you know, geography, right? Like that's just, it is what it is. You know, that you're naturally going to travel the furthest distance every single year for any major league baseball team because of just where you're located. And now with the fact that you're going to play all thir- or all 29 other teams every single year, now the travel is going to get even worse uh, naturally. So, um, yeah, so, you know, that still has to be taken into account here. But at the end of the day, you're, you're showing that you're serious about winning as an organization. You are taking care of your own. You are willing to go out and trade pieces to go get, you know, elite talent like a Luis Castillo. And you're willing to not only go out and acquire those via acquire those kinds of guys via the trade market, you're willing to lock them down long term as well. And so players are going to notice that players are going to take notice of that. And they're going to take notice of the fact that you have still one of the best farm systems in baseball, even though that it's taken a great hit with Kirby graduating and Julio graduating, all those guys still a really, really strong farm system, a really healthy farm system that is still going to pump in talent over the next few years uh, to the major league roster. So the major league roster is not only going to get better outside of the organization, but from within as well. And then you just talk about the growth of some of these guys. Julio hasn't even uh, for how as good as Julio has been. Julio still hasn't even reached his ceiling. And for as good as George Kirby has been, George Kirby hasn't reached the ceiling. Logan Gilbert may, you know, there might still be more in in Logan Gilbert's game as well. You know, like you have so many pieces that can still that still have so much room to grow that it's just the upside in Seattle is really unmatched. There are very few organizations that can match the upside that Seattle has as a destination. If you want to win and you want to get paid and, you know, hopefully John Stanton and, and folks are, are willing to fork over the money for, for guys that are outside of the organization. They've already, you know, they've of course done it for guys within the organization, but outside of the organization on top of the Robbie Rays and et cetera, will they continue to spend? That is the question, but they theoretically have all the money in the world to spend right now. They're still very far off of where they have historically been in terms of yearly payroll. So if you want to get paid and you want to compete for a World Series, see, it's hard to top what Seattle has to offer right now. So that's really exciting. That should excite Mariners fans for the offseason to come whenever that does come. And hopefully that doesn't come for a while. Right. Hopefully the Mariners make a run to the World Series as unlikely as it is. But, you know, hopefully we don't have to talk about this until November. But once the offseason does come, I think it's going to be a very, very exciting time. I think the possibilities are not necessarily endless, but there is a lot more opportunity for the Mariners to get better than I think in any year over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, Even if you just look at like where they're at payroll, payroll wise, right? Like they're in great shape still, even with these these big contracts that they've signed. Mm -hmm. They can easily add, you know, a couple more. Like it's just not going to be that big of a deal. So I, I, the Mariners, I don't think the Mariners have ever been in a better spot as a franchise. Mm. Uh, and that includes the '90s when they had Griffey and and A Rod and Randy. Like, was that team more talented? Well, I mean, there's I just named you know four Hall of Famers. So yeah, probably. But we have an ownership group that's that. 
I guess you can say is willing to submit. I'm still a little on the fence, but obviously what they've done lately is a great sign, right? There's no denying mm-hmm. that's a great sign. They have a general manager who knows what he's doing. They have a player development system that knows what it's doing. And they have so much momentum that, you know, they can build. And I, I think the possibility is there. I don't I don't think the Mariners are ever going to be the Dodgers, right? Like, that's just never going to happen. And that's fine. You don't need to be the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox. But I think what you can be is I think you can be the Cardinals. I think you could be the Cardinals West. I think you could be the Atlanta Braves. Um, I think you could be the San Francisco Giants. Like I, those teams won World Series. Those teams have all won World Series more recently than the Yankees. So I think you can be that type of team, that you know, kind of like mid upper mid market team that just consistently because they know how to develop and because they make shrewd moves and because they're not afraid to spend. Uh, maybe they don't spend on the mega free agents, but they're not afraid to spend. You look at what St. Louis is doing. They they traded for Paul Goldschmidt in his contract. They traded for Arenado in his contract. Like they will spend money, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not going to go out and they're not going to give you know Albert Pujols three hundred million dollars, even right. though that's his that's their guy. They're like, nope, we're fine. We'll replace Albert Pujols because we're not going to give mega money to those guys. But they still spend, right? It's it's not yeah. about you're not cheap because you don't give Aaron Judge three hundred million dollars, right? You might be cheap because you don't want to give Brandon Nimmo five and one hundred instead of five and ninety to get that over the finish line. But okay, like if that happens, then then call them out on it. But they're not cheap if they don't give you know Dansby Swanson two hundred fifteen million dollars when they think he's worth one hundred and seventy. That's not cheap. That's smart. So the momentum is all lining up really well. Hopefully they get in the play. Well, they're going to get in the playoffs. Hopefully they can make some noise in the playoffs too. Because I'm telling you what, if this team goes to like a CS or something like that or even if they push, say, the Yankees to five games, the momentum we have now is only going to go up even more mm-hmm. because every game, playoff game you play is national exposure. It's players who haven't even thought about you for a decade all of a sudden going, wow, I want to be a part of that. I want to play in that ballpark. I want to play in that energy. I want to play with Julio who's balling on national TV. It all helps. And also, you know, think about it. Like, if you are able to make a run like close to the to the World Series, it's like, well, we can do this without you. Now, think about mm-hmm. what we could be with you. You know, that's a hell of a sales pitch right there. That's yep. like exactly. You know, if we if we had you on this run, we could have gone to the World Series. We could have won a championship. You know, think about being able to say that to like Brandon Nimmo, right, or Xander Bogarts, or Trey Turner, or whoever, right, like. Look, we got the money. We can put our money where our mouth is, and we have this great opportunity for you to get a ring. Like that's the that's kind of the double whammy here that not a lot of teams have to offer right now. So that kind of puts you in a unique position. That puts you in that upper echelon of teams where yeah, you know, you're you're not going to go get Aaron Judge, right? You're not going to go get that guy mostly because of the yearly commitment that I think it's going to take with Judge. But now I think this comes to a point where like if someone asks us like, hey, could the Mariners sign Aaron Judge? I'm not going to laugh at it. Like, I don't think it'll happen, but like it's not one of those situations where I'm like, that's unrealistic. Like, get out of here with that. They could do yeah. it. They could do it. I don't think they will, but they could do that. You know, this is things change. When you're a team like this, when you're a playoff team, when you're a team that is well on the rise, when you have all these pieces, all these things that we just listed, theoretically speaking, you can go get anyone that you want. So, 
this is a very exciting time to be a Mariners fan. And like you said, I, I agree with you. I think this is the best that this organization has ultimately been set up because it's not this is I mean, this is what you and I have been talking about on this podcast and all of our other podcasts for the last four or so years that you and I have been you know, talking Mariners together that what Jerry DePoto and company were building is something that can be sustained and built upon over a decade's worth of time rather than a small two to three year window. And this even right now with how emotional this season has been and how, you know, all the accomplishments that the uh, the Mariners are going to have once the season finally comes to an end, whenever that is, that's still only the beginning. And so, you know, like Julio Rodriguez is 21 years old. He won't turn 22 until December. And that guy is going to get a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot better than what he is right now, which is still a superstar. And so, and you have him for 17 years, like you said, he's an attraction. That's going to help you get guys. Guys are going to want to play with Julio, especially if he becomes like the face of baseball. I mean, look, we've seen it time and time again with other players around the league. Guys want to play with good players. Mm-hmm. So that helps you a lot. All right. <clears throat> we are well over time, but I enjoyed talking about this. So, um, you know, I have no issue going over time, but we might get yelled at by you the better not rat us out, guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So that's uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked on Mariners and uh, little programming note. Part two of our uh, what the Mariners making the playoffs means to you will be out tomorrow. Uh, and we might be doing a, a bonus episode on top of that. I'm going to be interviewing Gary Hill uh, later today. Um, so that might come out tomorrow or maybe Saturday. We'll see. And we're also trying to figure out what to do if the Mariners do clinch this weekend and what we'll be doing for a show and all that stuff. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, but this is probably going to be a, a little bit of a, uh, a bigger week for us obviously, with everything that's going on. So there might be more shows to come beyond tomorrow. So be on the lookout for all that stuff. Uh, but for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidying Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.